The Feel Better Station for Warrington Hospital. This is Radio General. Now, the final hooter with Adrian Jackson and David Parkinson. Hey, 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 we're back, baby. Just when you thought we'd gone for 2019 to return in 2020, we've decided to come out of our pre-season sleep. Uh, to talk international rugby league on the farm of Hooter. You know where it is? Rugbyleague.com. You know where it is, Adrian? What's that? We're a little bit like J.R. Ewing in Dallas. I, Everybody thought it was all over, and suddenly we've woke up, we're out of hibernation, we're talking international rugby league. See, I was thinking uh, I'd have an off-season, right, come okay. back full refresh and ready to go. But, you know, I was watching the internationals unfold, I've just got twitchy fingers and toes and everything I've got I've got the rubber league itch back well, and I be, shouldn't have I should still be in hibernation with me toys and me hedgehogs well being a being a Lee fan I've always got an off season that's just the way it works <laughs> to be right, honest okay. mate but uh, yeah, yeah it's been interesting hasn't it representative season fully upon us we've got wow. Great Britain abroad we've had England playing Great Britain the, boys on tour boys on tour we've had England playing in the downer nines yeah uh, we've had. Uh, what was it called? We... The Down the Nines. Uh, well, that's the name of the sponsorship. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I don't right. think. I don't think it's because everybody got naffed off at it. Who'd have thought we'd be stood here or sat here talking about internationals involving like say, Italy and Greece? And yeah. Serbia. Spain. Spain. Yeah. Um, Ireland. Fiji. Wow. Papua New Guinea. See, we're, we are a global sport, but we never realise it. We don't, do we? You wouldn't realise it if you didn't pick up our, our podcast or you didn't pick up the uh, the rugby league press at all. So anyway, this is our half-time report. Because yes. uh, Great Britain, the mighty Lions, back on the agenda on the rugby league calendar. Well, you're halfway sent- through the tour of New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. It's not been great, has it? You say mighty. It's been more purring <laughs> along like a... You know, one of those, uh, uh, if you like, power cats, really. We've not really got going, have we? No. wonder um, why. You know what? I put it down to two things. I wonder whether, finally, Wayne Bennett is getting a bit too long in the tooth. And two, are any of these players actually as good as any of us think they are? Well, having watched the first game against Tonga, um, I thought James Graham. <coughs> James Graham, for me, looks like his legs are gone. He does look a bit leggy these days, doesn't he? I know Ryan Hall got injured in the second game against New Zealand in the first test, but I thought Ryan Hall, my word, you, you, your pace has gone. Never beat a man. Uh, yeah, Ryan Hall looks like a second row playing out at wing now, doesn't he? And if I was a Warrington fan, having watched uh, Gareth Widdup, I'd be worried. I'd be sending him back. coming Super League season. If, if he's the hope for next year, wow. Seriously, seriously. I'd be sending him back. I'd be ripping up his contract. He has been garbage, hasn't he? Best thing Wayne Bennett did... Dropping. Ahead of the New Zealand game was dropping Lachlan Coote and bringing in the low match. Oh, I've got to say as well, Lachlan Coote, terrible. But why is it? Why is it? We get to international level. Players have excelled all season in certain positions. So yeah. Lomax has been, without doubt, the standout number six yes. in Super League mm. all through this season. Forget your Jackson Hastings. Forget your, your Blake Hostins. And And yet, where is he playing him? Fullback. He's not played there for eighteen months. He'll never plays there internationally. I mean, Man of Steel. He's been playing at the Man of Ten, not Man of Steel. Oh yes, yeah. In fact, you're right. I, you know what? I think he's got over here as Jackson Hastings mm. because we've seen him he's play made his match, hasn't he? We've seen him play for Salford, haven't we? And he's bossed it. Yeah, he's been always yapping, always yapping, or, always or, yapping. Or he's he a bit or, quiet. Or has he been told to do that and let Wizard be the man? 
Well, I hope somebody tells him to go and start playing again because otherwise we're going to have another defeat on our hands. I mean, if it wasn't bad enough losing to Tonga, losing to New Zealand and hardly looking like scoring was like the last Listen, straw. you're being disrespectful to Tonga. And this is what irritated me with, with the, uh, the, the the studio guests that were, that were gathered within the BBC studios. Right. And, and even the, the guys that were out there commentating, they kept indicating that Tonga... Uh, are going to run, run out of steam and Great Britain will get the better of them. So disrespectful, because you've got to remember, other than one or two players that play within Super League, like Ben Murdoch, Masilla, uh playing in Super League, majority of them guys play in the NRL, so they're used to the intensity and playing for the full 80 minutes. I've got another question as well regarding that. Why is it you've gone from Ben Murdoch, Masilla who's used as an impact player at Warrington mm. to doing almost a full 80 minutes for Tonga unreal where's that energy come from he, he's not showing it at all for Warrington he hasn't no no he's always been like the, the man that they use off the bench hasn't he you mm. know what I mean uh, going back to, to that first game we've got to remember this is the Tonga Invitational 13 it's not, it's not even well. the proper test team well I don't think we'll see the proper test team again because <laughs> of uh, politics as, as it always happens in rugby league Politics and rugby don't mix. But the, the Tonga Invitational 13, for those uninitiated, they defeated the Great Britain Lions by 14 points to six. They were leading 12 points to nil at half-time. Mm. It was Jennings and Katoa who scored the tries with uh, Takayaho kicking two goals. I'm glad goals. you were practising the names. Yeah, I've got to try and practise the names. Do you hear my efforts for the Greece game against Scotland? I did, the other day? yeah. It made me afternoon, that. <laughs> Uh, Takiyahu also added a penalty in the second half. Great Britain looked devoid of attacking ideas. It's almost like they got bashed to submission in the first half and seemed a little bit worse for work. They I think Great Britain do. bottled it. Once uh, Tonga ripped in, and I mean proper ripped in with the big hits, uh, you could see the fear in the faces of the Great Britain Lions. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, Denny Spets, he said after the game, it's the start of the tour. They haven't been together too long and had a lot of travelling to do. You have to use the momentum. This is sounds like making excuses to me for him. But he did say, I remember going on tour in 1990 with Jonathan Davis. We lost the first game against Papua New Guinea, but that went on to be a very successful tour for a lot of people. Well, we were hoping for better things in the first test against New Zealand. And it was a better performance, but again... Same result, wasn't it? Defeats at the hands of New Zealand. It was, yeah, yeah. And and again, we look devoid of attacking ideas. We've gone from having hookers that can run games at Super League level and the NRL. You must remember Josh Hodgson's come off a fantastic year yeah, in the But NRL. in that game against New Zealand and against Tonga, he never went from dummy half. No. Once. I can count on one hand how many times he went from no, dummy no, half. No, surely he's under orders with that and they want the, the rest of the pack. Chris Hill looks like a shadow of his former self at the moment. Mm. You know, So he's not really showing it on the world stage. The only player for me that can come out of these two games with any sort of credit is John Bateman. John yeah. Bateman has continued that phenomenal form that he, he, he's had. Um, I thought Dallas Clark looked good when he came on against New Zealand. It seemed a little bit too too little too late, though. I mean, he only gets on after 55 minutes. I mean, you know, we've been crying out for a quicker play the ball and for, for generating some, some speed around that area. And then all of a sudden, he comes on and he provides it. Wow. It was almost like a light bulb moment. If that hasn't turned Wayne Bennett into starting him for the next game, then Wayne Bennett, he deserves to be left back in the past. Oh, so Great Britain 1-0 down. Second test coming up is, is against New Zealand. Can they turn it around? Will, will he make changes? And what, if he's going to make changes, what will he make? Because obviously he's lost Ryan Hall. Yep. So he's got he's, he's, he's a bit low in numbers in terms of wingers. And he made the ultimate mistake of uh, not going with... Uh, 
more than one centre because if you remember in the first test we lost the centre as well. Uh, that's true, yeah. Both uh, both Gildart and Hall have gone back to the respective clubs now, yeah. haven't they? So Gildart's back here in the UK at the time we're recording this, and Hall's gone back to his uh, club in Australia, the Roosters. So so yeah, the we are divide. We we always get to this stage with Great Britain with England. We start playing players way out of position. You, mm. you take you've had um, Zach Hardacre, who's had a superb year at fullback. Playing in centre. Playing at centre. Looks likely to play wing this coming weekend, by wow. the way. Um, Has he ever played on the wing, Zach Hardacre? Only when he came through the ranks at, at Featherstone. Featherstone. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he was a pretty good winger, to be honest. You mm-hmm. know, But it's a few years since. And let's be honest, he was up against Batley and Dewsbury, not the likes and the might of the, the New Zealanders, was he? Um, and then you look at the other option. You know, there's very few options around for the bat line. Um, there's talk that Jack Hughes might actually play centre. Right, which again okay. seems to be his favoured thing. Let's get a second rower, someone who's had a great season at second row. Let's play him out in the centres. Wayne's world is um, dazzling the, the, the delights of the rugby league fans down under, isn't he? Am, am I being a bit too critical? No, you you're not, not at all. Because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of talking a bit from the heart, and I know that a lot of people might look at it and think, you know, Dave's off on a rant, but. You know, we've waited 12 years to get Great Britain We back. have. And at the moment, we're just whimpering through. We should be striding into these games. This should be all about putting Super League on the map. It should be all about putting our own brand of rugby to the map. And we're not doing it. I'm not being impressed with the attendances, actually, have you? Um, there seems to have been quite a lot of empty seats. A yeah. lot of empty seats. I mean, the game against New Zealand, that and that, that basically a curtain raiser for the Australia-Tonga game. But I was expecting more Tongans to be in the ground. Uh, for the Great Britain game. Now, whether it's because it clashed with the dark side semi-final, I don't know. Well, you know, we seem to again have shot ourselves in the foot, don't we? Yeah. Scheduling things at the time that other world events are happening. So, yeah, I think they need to look at a number of things. Why are we not actually playing a game in Tonga? I don't know. I've, it, I, this... I, I posed that question once before in the past, haven't I? Why, haven't, why isn't Tonga playing in Tonga? Do, does, you know... Do, I, I, are things that um, that fractured with the You must the have a stadium league. in Tonga. Listen, if you can get one in Fiji, in Papua New Guinea, there must be a ground in Tonga. They've got at least half a dozen in Fiji. It's just, I mean, I just went to one of them, but they do have they do have a number of them, mm. to be fair. So, yeah, you would you would think so. Uh, and certainly around the, the, the main source of, of, of people. That or is it be because there's so many Tongans living in New Zealand? You think, yeah, go to go New Zealand. Hmm. Could be. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's for something for the International Federation to Ponder. hang out. And <laughs> maybe when they sort the differences out with the uh, with, with the governing body in Tonga and the government and everything else that's happening over there, they might play a test game in Tonga. You never know. You never know. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter. It is the international final hooter on Radio General and LoveRubbyLeague.com. Adrian Jackson, Dave Parkinson back talking rugby league uh, at the halftime report of the Great Britain tour. But there's been plenty of international games as well. Uh, England's tour, or Great Britain's, I'm doing it like everybody else. Stop it's, it. It's not England, it's, it's Great, Great Britain. Britain. It's Great Britain. Let's re-emphasise it. It's Great, Great Britain. Britain. Although it is mainly England players that have yeah, gone over. It is, yeah. Uh, about... I noticed Brian Carney was making a point, wasn't he, about uh, the reintroduction of Great Britain. It's not having the impact everyone thought it would do because he feels uh, when they when they mention the players uh, during the games, rather than mentioning what country they're coming from, they, they, they sort of mention the club. He's got a point, hasn't he? And, and, and to me, this just re-emphasises 
the issues that we have in rugby league. On the whole, we're a club-centric game, aren't we? Yeah. Um, despite all this good work and all the number of countries that we've mentioned earlier on in the show, we still revolve around a lot of northern towns, a lot of clubs in Sydney, mm. you know. Um, and we can't get away from that. I wouldn't want us to get away from it totally. Yeah, true. But he was just making the point, rather than mentioning the club, they should mention the country that they're representing for Great Britain. Well, yeah, but at the moment, you'd just be going, oh, yeah, there, England, there is England. 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 Well, England. Coop was the Scottish international. We finally dropped him. Yeah, he wanted dropping as well. He was and, terrible in that first game. And anyway, in that game against Tonga and, and New Zealand, uh, okay. Brian Noble kept on calling Great Britain England anyway. So if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, Got so, it? Come on, England! Sorry, Great Britain. Uh, second test is against New Zealand and they, they, they have um, an exciting game against Papua New Guinea to finish with. You know, I'm intrigued about the Papua New I Guinea am. game. I would be disappointed if we lost that one. I would be. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, Papua New Guinea, they've done really well over recent seasons. There's a lot more Papua New Guinea players that are now playing the the rugby over in Australia. They've actually got that team in the Queensland Cup as well, haven't they? Mm. That's done really well over the last two or three years. But I would definitely be hoping that we could uh, we could beat the Papua New Guinea. But having said that, going across to Fiji last year like I did, you're in their backyard then, aren't you? Yeah. So you've got to deal with all kinds of things, you know, so be it the fact that um, probably they'll be getting uh, knocked up at five o'clock in the morning to sign autographs uh, <laughs> and people will be queuing for miles and miles and hours and hours before getting to the game and people will be, you know, walking from villages that are so far removed from the stadium. Um, it's, it's a whole different way of life, isn't it? When you go to somewhere different like it's that. It's a religion over there. And, and you're right, it is a religion. Now, like you said, lots of international rugby league happening. New Zealand are, are doubling, not, not just playing a test series uh, of two, two test games against Great Britain, but they're also taking part in the Oceania Cup, which involves Australia, New Zealand. Who else is in there? We've got uh, Tonga, are they in it? Uh, they are, yeah, but it's, it's in two pools. So you've got Australia, New Zealand, and Tonga in Group A, and in Group B, in Group B, you've got Fiji, Samoa, and Papua New Guinea. Yeah, ahead of the, uh, the test series to start against Great Britain, New Zealand took on Australia in the first game of the Oceania Cup and lost out to the Aussies twenty. 6-4. Yeah, yeah, the Australians are uh, pretty dominant in that one. Uh, Mitchell kicking four goals, Cherry Evans kicking one, tries from Adokar, Cook, Frizzell and Tedesco. Tedesco has really come of age, hasn't he, on the international scene. Mm. What what a player he is. Um, New Zealand scoring just the one try through Nickel Clockstat with uh, Johnson missing the goal. You're just doing this so that I get to mention the, you do. the players, aren't you? You're doing well, I'm impressed. Uh, big win for Tonga, though. Might not be the proper test team. Might be the invitation on Cindy. They knocked off Great Britain. And the week after, they knock over the Aussies 16-12. Well, that maybe showed that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Not they, at all. They should be being given the respect that they deserve. I mean, they are at the moment in this top four countries of the world, aren't they? Yeah. If they can beat Australia, we don't look like we could do it with everybody combined, do we, no. to be fair? No. Uh, even if we picked a load of Australians, we couldn't beat Australia as it stands at the moment, I don't feel. Um, so, well played to Tonga. You know, scoring tries through Hopoati, Jennings and Pangai Jr. with Stags kicking a couple of goals. Australia scoring tries themselves through Whiten and Vaughan with Mitchell again chipping in with a couple of goals. Uh, but Tonga, well worth the victory. Uh, one other game in the Oceania Cup so a big victory for Fiji against Samoa 44-18 yeah yeah and uh, what a result this was Fiji scoring tries through Kiko he scored two what's his name again Kiko okay Miller there's <laughs> that's a proper Fiji name yeah yeah I'm, I'm happy he scored uh, <laughs> Lovadua 
Luma Lumi. Nikwama. You're, you're getting uh, too adventurous now, aren't you? Ratu Vaka Sarivalu. Willie Army with a goal split between Wakeham, who kicked five from six, and Mussy Dreek, who kicked one. Cool. Samoa, they had tries themselves. I'm got, it would be unfair of me not to mention these Samoans. They scored four tries in the game right. through Tofua. He scored two. Lafai and uh, Mulitalo with Lafai also kicking one goal. A uh, great game coming up over the next couple of, couple of weeks in the Oceania Cup. Uh, Papua New Guinea versus Fiji. Gotta oh, say, what a game that's going to be. Got to say, that excites me. It that, excites me. I can't believe we've been talking about it, but there you go, brilliant. genuinely excites me. You know, I mean, as I say, I, I've been living off this tour to Fiji for the last 12 months now, haven't I, Adrian? I, I, I usually fit it at least one bit every couple of shows. So here's the thing, right? They have the Oceania Cup, and remember we used to have the uh, Four Nations? Has that, been, has that been consigned to the history books now? You know, who knows? Who knows what's planned? When's the last time we had the Four Nations? Who knows what's planned? You know what? I think we should bring Home Nations rugby league back. A home that I was on about with the Four Nations. Oh, we, we, well, we, maybe... Maybe a home nations, you know, so yeah. you get like Scotland, Ireland, We Wales. had that at one point, didn't we have it with the European trophy? Uh, we did, yeah. we did, yeah. Mm. Um, who knows what happened to it? It's probably still in a, a dusty box somewhere. Uh, I remember being at a final at Wilderspool once, and that, that was England versus, I think it was France. Yeah. If I remember correctly, Paul Cullen was the coach. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I remember going to one, to one at... Um, Halliwell Jones when it just opened actually, right. not long after it opened and that was England Day against Ireland in a right. final right. Uh, that was a European Cup but qualification. Mm. yeah I'm just thinking of four nations we've not had one of them for ages no no and you say home nations it's a mess isn't it <laughs> It is, yeah. So anyway, this Oceania Cup, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. it's a round-robin game, I take it. And, and what happens then? Do they have a final or is it top of the group wins it? So, the groups, this is how they look at the moment, Adrian. Okay. In Group A, it's Australia who top that group. Surprise, surprise. Uh, play 2, won 1, lost 1. Points for 38, points against 20. New Zealand, they are currently second in the group. Uh, won 1, lost 1. Points for 38, points against 40. Two points. And Tonga, they sit bottom of that group with one win, one defeat, and minus 16 points. So they've got two points, but minus 16 right, points. Okay. Right, okay. Uh, in the group B, you've got Fiji, top of the tree. Uh, one game, one win, 44-18. Right. Uh, two points. Samoa, two games, one win, one defeat. Points for 42, points against 50. Points on the board too, and Papua New Guinea have just played that one game so far. Uh, but you know, if Papua New Guinea can get on a roll uh, and defeat Fiji by about thirty points, they will win it. Oh, or yeah. certainly they'll win that group. So doesn't they? What? So what happens then is the winners of each group go off in, in a final match. Is that is that how it works? No, that's not quite it, Adrian. What actually happens is the top team in Pool B will get promoted to Pool A for next season with the bottom team in Pool A, in this case Tonga, getting relegated to Pool B next season. So, for me, there's still all to play for, and it'll be fascinating to see who will go forward in the Oceania Cup and play against Australia and New Zealand next year, or the next time that it's on the horizon anyway. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league, this is the final hooter on Radio General. Maybe twenty twenty next next year, and uh, all, all eyes are on the twenty twenty one World Cup oh, taking yes. part in in England. 
Um, but World Cup qualifiers are already up and running in 2019. Yeah, they certainly are. I've been keeping my eye on the pool that features Serbia, Scotland and Greece. Right. Uh, and what I can tell you so far in that group, Scotland defeated Serbia by 86 points to nil. They scored 15 tries on that day. Who's the Scottish coach these days? Uh, Nathan Graham. Nathan He's stepping Graham. in this wow. season because okay. both both John Duffy and Chris Chester um, have stepped back for this ter- this term uh, to concentrate on things at their own clubs. Right, OK. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think I, I got to speak to uh, Nathan Graham after that 86-0 defeat of Serbia. Mm. And he was pretty happy with how they'd gone about the business. He, he wasn't sure what to expect from the Serbians. I said he could have just asked me because I went over there in, in May. Oh, stop. Name dropping. Will you be in send a postcard? Yeah, I will do next time, mate. I will do. Um, but yeah, uh, in all in all seriousness, uh, the defeated Serbia. You travel, yeah. Eighty six points to nil, uh, which then pitted Greece playing a home game in London. By the way, okay. Against like you do against the mighty Scotland. Why is it in London? Uh, well, they can't play in Greece because it's actually illegal for, to play rugby league in Greece. It's not recognised. Oh, a, a, a bit like our rugby league in France used to be. Well, it's not recognised as a major sport. All right. I'll so apparently, that. even if they were to play it in Greece, if someone found out about it... They'll the, get arrested. The police could be round and oh arresting people. Word. That has actually happened. Unbelievably. So like a bit like how it used to be in France. Unbelievable, isn't it? Madness. In that. this day and age that we're talking of, so of the sport of rugby league. So rugby league is outlawed in Greece. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they've actually played two games in London now. So earlier in the year, they played against uh, Norway and defeated them by 50 points to 20 to get to this stage. Right, okay. Um, And in the second, uh, or in their first game of the qualification against Scotland, it was a a real close game for a lot of the time, actually. Um, The Scots sort of roared out into a 14-0 advantage after 20 minutes. And then at half-time, it was 18-16 to the Scots. Greece really hit back with a couple of well-worked tries and were well in the game. After about 60 minutes, it was 24 points each. And then a late scoring burst saw Scotland win by 42 points to 24. It was good to be there because this was uh, the last game in the career of Luke Douglas. Uh, so he's packing in after over 300 NRL games, about 40 for St. Helens and 27 for Lee. Mm. Obviously, as a Lee fan, those 27 were the best of his career. But no, no, it was saying, again, in seriousness, it was great to, to, to see you know him finish on such a high. He also kicked a goal as well, by the way. Ryan Briley doing a pretty good job at, at scrum half for, for Scotland. It sounds like Scotland were far too strong for Greece, weren't they? Hence the scoreline. Oh, uh, the last 20 minutes they were. I know that I've mentioned about Serbia taking a bit of a pasting by Scotland. They have also stepped into this competition at short notice because Russia couldn't fulfil their fixtures. Russia were meant to be playing in that pool with um, Scotland and Greece, ah, right. but unfortunately, for whatever reason, they couldn't take their spot. So Serbia put their hand up and, uh, well, they're going to be hosting Greece uh, this weekend, in the knowledge that a win for them will see them qualify for the World Cup. Amazing. One other game that took place in the Rugby League World Cup uh, as the race for England in 2021 continues. Italy so off the challenge of Spain, 34-4. Yeah, the week before, um, it was the Ireland team that saw off the challenge of Spain as well yeah. by 42 points to 8. A game that had its controversies, it would be fair to say, amongst some of the Irish oh, do, lads. Do digest. Well, I think they were a little Spill bit... Spill the beans. They were a little bit disappointed at the conditions that they were forced to play in, where the ground was in relation to where they were training, the fact that no bus was 
put on for them the fact that um you know some of the food wasn't to their liking so you know it's it's just the general type of thing that happens when you I go did, abroad they never played it? amateur rugby league before well this is kind of what i thought to be honest you know you're going to a country which is still developing rugby league in a lot of respects yeah. aren't they so you know what, what they did never play the game at higginshaw wow i don't think many people have played a game I at higginshaw have. tell us about it Sounds like the conditions that the Irish lads were facing. Twenty-five minute walk to the pitch. Exactly, or up a hill as well. Up a hill. Up a hill. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that sounds like a part of Oldham, doesn't it? Yeah, up a hill, and there's a mud bath at the top. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Another qualifying game that's going to take place as well: Ireland versus Italy. That should be a good game as well. Cracking game. Italy usually have a couple of NRL stars, don't they? That they they were pretty upon. good in the last World Cup, weren't they, Italy? Certainly in 2013, they've got uh, a lot of strength in depth with the with the uh, Italiano players that are playing in Australia. Well, if, if I'm right in thinking, didn't that Tedesco, who I said yeah. earlier on, uh, has made such an impact? Weren't he just coming through the ranks at that he stage? He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah, sometimes they can uh, call upon the, the younger Australian players. And, and, and to be honest... Greece is a little bit like that. They've got a, a couple of lads um, that, that look like they're set for long first-grade careers in Australia, A bit to like be Lebanon, isn't it? They're the same. Very much so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think, in a way, that's good. That's good because it means that you're always going to get competitive fixtures, aren't you, against those sort of nations if you put them up against each other. So who's who's already qualified? Scotland have qualified, So they? Scotland have qualified. And I think think that Jamaica have qualified. Jamaica have qualified. Yes, so we knew yeah. about them. Yeah. We also knew that um, Ireland have all but qualified. Yeah, okay. I think regardless of the results, I think mm. they go through. Um, and then Greece or Serbia will qualify for it. So there's still plenty to play for, but there's certain clubs, through these qualifiers, already know they're going to be in the finals to take on the big boys. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. 2021's ages away. It'll soon get there, mate. Soon get there. Keeping you up to date with everything rugby league. This is the final hooter 